The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. Recently, we were blessed to have Elder Martin Nanyani, pastor of the First Primitive Baptist Church of Kisi, Kenya, to preach for us here at Zion. Brother Martin is a dear yoke fellow and one of the strongest laborers in the gospel kingdom that I know. He travels all over northern and eastern Africa, laboring among the fellowships and churches that have been established there. In the message today, he reminds us that we are to be lights in a dark world. The world we live in is filled with sin and wickedness, and it seems like the darkness gets greater and greater. But the darker things get in the world, the brighter our light shines. He encourages us from the scripture to continue to be the city set upon a hill, not to hide our light under a bushel, but to let it shine forth in this dark, sin-cursed world. Join us today for this message entitled, Let Your Light Shine. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Good evening, brethren. 
It's another wonderful day that the Lord has given us the opportunity to gather together this evening and try to praise and worship Him in spirit and in truth. I know in the morning we are we were in various uh, places of worship. Some were here and others were on the other side, but I believe we were worshiping the same God. And um, uh, tonight, before we turn to the scriptures, I may take this opportunity to thank you all and appreciate your invitation for me to be able to come, to be able to worship with you tonight. I know it has been uh, many years, several years since I was here, and I remember we did worship in uh, the, other old, the other old building, <coughs> and uh, I was able to uh, recognize some faces that I met before, and uh, I really thank God that uh, in person, he has made us to be able to see one another in, fa in, in face. I have greetings, my, my family, my uh, brethren back in, in Kenya, they kept telling me that wherever I go, to send their love and the greetings here to you all. And to let you know that uh, they love you for Christ's sake, and uh, they keep on praying for you, and uh, they ask for your prayers as well, and they have a hope someday, if it may not be possible to meet them, or for them to meet you all, there is a place they have a hope that we shall all gather together, Amen. meeting together, speaking the same language, and also singing the same song, the song of the Spirit of God. So tonight, uh, I want us to turn to the book of um, Matthew, chapter 5, verse 14, 15, and 16. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. The Bible records, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Then it says, number 16, let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. These are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. From the beginning of this chapter, we see the Lord going into the mountain, and then he sat down, and his disciples followed him. And then the Bible says he opened his mouth and started to speak these things that he spoke. We need to ask ourselves, who is a disciple? Because the Bible says he was speaking to the disciples during that time. A disciple is a student. 
he is a follower. And a student must have a teacher or a master that he is learning from. So Jesus was the master and he is the master today. The teachings that he was giving his disciples, he is also giving us today. He is reminding us that we are the light of the world. Before we go deeper into this, we need to ask ourselves, we have the natural light that shines to the natural world. So we need to ask ourselves, what type of light is he referring to here? And what type of world is he making a reference to? Because we know from the scriptures, we have the natural world where we live, and we have a spiritual world. And we know the natural light shines to the natural world. And those who are able to see whatever that has been brought to the natural light are men who are naturally alive, who have natural eyes to see the natural things. So here, Jesus is saying, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So here he was referring to the disciples. He was telling them they were the, they were the light, a spiritual light to the spiritual world. And how did they become the light? Where was their source, the source of this light? And before then, what were they? We need to understand that the, these disciples were God's people. And we are God's people. Because God chose us in Jesus Christ when we were dead. And when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, we could not do anything pleasing to the eyes of God. So the source of the light from the scriptures, we learn that Jesus is the true light, as the Bible tells us in the book of John. John chapter 1, we see the opening verse of John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he is making a reference to Jesus Christ, because the Word here is another name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying, In the beginning, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So if you go down, we see that it was God by that time who was manifest in the human flesh, who is the living God. So here you go to, to verse 4, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So we need to make a, a relationship to, 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 to these two things, life and light, because the Bible says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. So when we were dead, we didn't have a spiritual life. And we got this life through Jesus Christ. So he continues to say, we are going to see how he got this life. He continues to say, in verse 9, that was the true light 
which is, uh, lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So he's not making a reference to this natural world. He's referring to the world of the elect. The people that God gave Jesus before the world began. And what good, thing, what good thing did these people do for them to be accepted unto the Lord? The Bible says nothing. It was based on his grace alone. And he purposed it to be so before the world began. And he did it for his own pleasure. And he did it by his own will. Remember the Apostle Paul giving an account how he persecuted the, 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 the Lord's people and how the Lord had set him aside. He had called and chosen him and separated him from his mother's womb. So God called, chose Paul before then he was Paul of Tarsus, he was giving an uh, account, sharing with the Galatian saints, telling them how he had persecuted the, the church and how God appeared unto him and changed him. And all of us here tonight, it is God who chose us in Jesus Christ before the world began, called us from the state of being dead in our trespasses and sins, and set us aside. And those who are, who are servants of the Lord, God separated us and gave us a noble duty to do, to serve his people with humility. So here, the writer is referring to the world of the elect, where the light shined into. So when we go back to our text, we see that ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. So here, the Lord Jesus making a reference of a light who are the disciples who have been made light and they need to shine to the, light, to, to the world. He makes a reference that the disciples or the Lord's children who have been made light by being given a spiritual life they need to shine to the spiritual world. So we as a church have been referred to as a candlestick. Many times a candlestick makes a reference to the true church of, of God. And the candlestick lights the light for people to see. And we know a natural man one who is dead in his trespasses and sins, one who has not been born again, one who is unregenerate, cannot perceive the things of the Spirit of God. He cannot see 
this light, whatever that is illuminated unto him, cannot be of any use to him because he doesn't have a spiritual life. When we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God sent his Holy Spirit to quicken us and he gave us that life which the Apostle Paul refers to, the, the life which is in Jesus Christ, which is a spiritual life. And that life set us free from being dead. And when we were dead, we were under the bondage of sin that we could not shine the light because we didn't have the light. So here, Jesus is telling his disciples that they are the light of the world and then telling them, them that the city is set, that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So we have seen here, the source of the light is Jesus Christ. And when he gave us a spiritual life, we got a light in, from him. So we became light through the life that he gave us. And then he has told us that a light cannot be hid under a table. Right now, I can see that all the lights that are here on the ceiling roof are just fixed on top so that they can illuminate for us to see what's, what is down here. They could not be fixed under the, the seats because they could not illuminate for people to see uh, what is inside here. So they have to be set in a way that they can illuminate for people to see whatever they want to see because they have the natural eyes to see whatever is natural in here. So we are likened like a city that is set on a hill. The Lord's church is likened into a city. Collectively, we as the saints of the Lord, when we come together, we become like a candlestick. And the, the Lord's church becomes like a city that is set on a hill so that the Lord's people who are in the darkness, they have spiritual eyes, but they need a spiritual light so that they can see the good works. And the good works, where did we get from? It is by the grace of God when he gave us a spiritual life. As we find in the book of Ephesians, how, the good, how we got the good works that were created in us, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, let's go straight to verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. So when God gave us a spiritual life, when we were born of the Spirit of God, we were created unto good works. And we find them in the book of Galatians, once we have been born of the Spirit of God, we start to manifest or bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. When Jesus was here on earth, he spoke about the love of God and he demonstrated his love towards us who are dead 
in our sins, but because of his love, he went to the cross and died for our sins. And we who have been born of the Spirit of God, who have been created unto good works by his covenant of grace, we need to bring forth the, the fruit of the Spirit. Because we now we have been given an ability to bring forth. Jesus never taught us to hate other, other people. Because once we have been born of the Spirit of God, we have the love of God in our hearts. And we need to, to bring it forth and manifest. Love others. Love even our enemies. Because Jesus never taught us to, to hate one another. He never taught us to steal from one another. Because if you love your friend or your brother, you cannot go steal from him. If you love your brother, you cannot go take his wife. If you love your brother, you cannot see him go hungry. If you love your brother, you cannot leave or see him go naked. Because that is what Jesus taught us here. And we have been given good works so that we can let them shine. Collectively as a church or as an individual in our places of work, in our communities where we live, the families that God has blessed us with, that we, we serve, we need to show the love of God and, and show the good works. Not that they can take us to heaven, but to glorify God. We are a city that is set upon a hill. And Jesus said, the book of John 15, John 15, verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you, continue you, ye in my love. Number 10, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be fulfilled. And then he goes to say, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. The commandment of love binds all the commandments. Because everything is based on the love of God. If you love your friend, if you love your neighbor, you can't go and kill him. Because that is the major commandment of God that he gave. And once we do all these things, they glorify God. When people see our good works, who are in the, in the, in the darkness out there, in the communities where we live, in our places of work, they will come and rejoice together and give glory to God for the good works that we manifest. For we are the light of the world, a spiritual light 
to a spiritual world. For we have been created unto good works. So as we live in this world, may we continue to let our light so shine among men so that they can glorify our God for what he has done for us. He set us free when we were in bondage. The law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ set us free from the law of sin and the death. Because when we were under the law of sin and death, we could not bring forth good works before the eyes of the Lord. But now we have been freed, we have been made free to do good works by his grace. And we need to walk or live a life in this world, lead a life in this world that manifests the true life of our Lord Jesus Christ. A life of serving others with humility. A life of loving others. Remember Jesus when he went on the cross, they, they did all manner of evil things to him, but he never opened his mouth. But it is very strange for a human being when he is offended by one offense, how he can react to the offender. But Jesus never taught us to be like so. We need to love one another. For he has given us his word which is our constitution that keeps us on the line so that we can lead a life, a true life of a true light because Jesus is the true light of the spiritual world. And he has given us the ability to serve him in the manner that his word has commanded. So I encourage you, brethren, tonight, as we endeavor serving the Lord, as we endeavor serving the communities where we come from, as we endeavor to, our, to do some, some other things in our places of work, let's let our light so shine among men so that they may see our good works and then glorify the Lord. And then they may come and ask you, who is this Lord that you are serving? Then through your good works, you may find you have converted many to walk in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ and serve him in spirit and in truth. Because God seeks worshipers who serve him in spirit and in truth. He seeks true worshipers. And the way we can be true worshipers or worship him in spirit and in truth is by following his word. And then those of the Lord's people who are in the darkness, who have spiritual eyes, but there is no light to bring them where they need to be, can come and glorify God for what he has done for all of us and what he has done for them. So I encourage you, brothers and sisters, tonight, as we go back to our homes, to our places of work, 
may we lead a life that glorifies the Lord because he has given us the ability to do the woodworks that he created in us when we were born again, when we were born of the Spirit of God. May God bless you for your good attention. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.